This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for a better mental state. Eliminate self-defeating behaviours and be in more control. With your host, Elaine Blidgen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Mind Controlled Life podcast with me, your host, Elaine Blidgen. Hello, 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 and how are you doing today? As usual, I'm going to say that I'm in a good mood, and I am. One, because I got enough sleep, which is absolutely crucial. And two, because everything is working well. Well, I say everything. Yes, actually, everything's going well. Not where I want them all to be, which is why I pause, but it's going well. My mindset has really been tested this week. I've been put in situations where all the work that I've been doing, I needed to be in a place where I could cope with what other people were doing. Because it's always been about other people for me and what they say and what they do. I would react, I would re and not even respond, I would react to certain types of locks, definitely when somebody was having a go at me, some things that they'd say that that was triggered just because I've got triggers that were live in there. And this week has been that kind of week. And what I wanted to talk to you about today wasn't that actually, that was just me telling you about my week. One of the other things that has been happening is I'm now talking to a lot more people. And when I talk to a lot more people, I want to get my ideas across, just like I want to get my ideas across to you. But do they listen? Will people actually listen to me? Some people, yes, and some people, no. So I thought, right, okay, what do I now need to do to make sure that I get listened to? Because you want that just like I do. So if you want to ensure that other people at least listen to you and your ideas, I've got a three-part structure to share with you today. I've shared this with other people. I use this myself and it works. And it only works when you use it, if that makes sense. And of course it does. It makes sense. So before I get into that, let me just say hello to you if you're new here. And you're wondering, what's this mind control thingy-me-jiggy podcast about? It's about living a life where your mindset is working for you and not against you. You may have noticed that in your angst, everything that you think corresponds to a particular negative feeling and a positive one, but we don't talk about the positive ones because we leave those well alone. If you can change the way you think about a particular situation, then you will have a different experience of that same situation going forward. When you have a much more positive experience of a particularly negative thing that usually happens, your life changes. And that is because you've now got a mind-controlled life when it's under your control. Because this will happen randomly. If you go to a birthday party of a particularly good friend and you have a good time, then your mindset's in a good place, usually. But when you can make sure that your mindset is in a good place, when you are in a horrible situation, that 
is when you have a mind-controlled life and that is what changes your life. That is what I do. And I've been tested with that this week. And one of the things I wanted to make sure was that when I opened my mouth and other people were talking, that if I said what I needed to say in a particular structure, it's much more likely to get listened to. And I've used this kind of thing, different variations, but I've been doing this for years. So I thought I'd share it with you because it works. To get the most out of this, think of a situation where you are hesitant or you say something and you get a no. If you get no, a flat out no, that's that can be easier to deal with because then you'll say, but why? Yeah. But what tends to happen is people don't say no like that. They'll say, well, we can't do it because. Or that wouldn't work because. And when I was a leader and I ran a nursery, I came up with, not I came, I came up against a lot of, no, that doesn't work, we tried it. Or, no, they actually didn't even use the word, no, they just say, oh, well, that won't work, tried that, and it doesn't work, or whatever. And if I asked, and it was especially, I noticed it especially when I spoke to my manager at the time, and I would say, I want to do this, this thing different here, and she'd say, no. But she wouldn't say just no, she would give this reason why it wouldn't work, couldn't work, shouldn't do it. So I was left just doing what she wanted me to do in the way that she wanted me to do it. And at that time, I didn't have these skills of being able to frame things in a way that to get her to at least listen, because she didn't listen. She wasn't interested. She wanted it to be run in the way that she wanted it to be run, and that was it. I'm going to give it you straight off. This might be a very, very short podcast today, because I'm going to give you the three steps. The first, oh, actually, let me just start with this. Why should you even do this? You should take note of this if you are in a situation where you need somebody else to at least listen to an idea that you have. Or you need to convince someone to go with your idea. So they'll need more evidence than just what I'm going to give you here. Or you're sick of always feeling tentative and you try to say things in a certain way to get other people to listen and they just don't. They're not interested. And again, you would need extra things there, but this is where you start. So let's go into the how you do it. Step number one, or part one actually, is you start off with, in your mind, you've found this problem. You want to change something, because this is not about something that is positive, obviously. So you want to change something, you've noticed a glitch in whatever you're working on, or something's been inefficient and you're very efficient, or... Things are more complicated than they need to. Whatever it is, you've identified this issue. So you have that in your head. And you go through this scenario in your head, this process rather, in your head before you speak to the person that you need to speak to. So you think, right, this is a problem. This thing here isn't working. It's it's too slow. It should be faster. So part one is an area I feel needs development is blank. So this is an area that I feel needs development. Now, I've written it in quite a formal way, so you need to make this language your own. So I'm not necessarily going to go around saying, right, I've got an area that needs development, but you get the idea if I give you the formal 
language of it. So this is something that I think could be better, could be more effective, could be faster, whatever that is. You need to say that bit here, first of all, in your head and then towards what that other person values. So let me go into that. You could say, uh, right, I found something that uh, this thing that with this project that we're doing, it needs. I found a way to make it more efficient. But if you need this other person to actually go along with your idea, but they don't value efficiency, they value ease more, then it's going to fall a little bit flat. So you need to make sure that whatever they value, you put in this first part. So it could be, right, in my head, this to make this more easy, to make this easy for people, it needs to have this. Or, yeah, so if, if, this, if the person that you're asking values ease over efficiency, then you use easy in this. So an area that I feel needs development is... Oh, let me just think of an area. <laughs> an area is how people, where the people hang up their coats when they come into work, for instance. Bizarre. Where people, and I think, right, so that, because the way it's been done now is hard or it's more complicated than it needs to because they first of all have to take off the outside coat. I'm, I'm just making this up. This is so random, isn't it? Take off the outside coats. Then they get searched and they've got to put the coat back on or something like that. Something where it's overly complicated. So it needs to be easier. That's what you say. So I'm thinking, so you go up to your manager. So I was thinking about when people come into work in the morning and how much more challenging or difficult it is for them to actually get in to their workstations quicker because of the protocols of what needs to happen, leaving your outside clothes at the door or whatever it is. Now, part two is a possible solution to this is. So then you've already thought what this possible solution is. And you don't just come up with one. You come up with a few, as many as you can come up with. So a possible solution could be that they have a they have an anteroom where they don't have to be scanned or searched or whatever it is. So everything can come off in this anteroom. Then they go to the to the desk where they then are signed in, but they've left, so don't, they're not signed in first, they then have to set the coats off. This was just a rubbish example, wasn't it? Anyway, so a possible solution is to have an anti-room, but you know that an objection to that is money. They don't have an anti-room, or they do, but it's used for storage, and that storage needs to be stored somewhere, because everywhere else is full. You've already done a recce on this, because you want your idea to fly, don't you? You really want this person to say yes to it. So you've already done your recce on it. You have to figure out what are the possible objections to you saying, we want to use this room or we want to do it this way. So then you use the word possible. One possible solution to this is, and you've got this one possible solution. And before they can say anything about the solution itself, you've got the, the, the last part, which is, and we could do it if we use this particular resource. So you've now had a recce, you figured out the objections could be time, money, ease, or whatever it is, you've already thought, well, a solution to that would be this. And in order to make that solution work, you're now going to use part three, which is we could do it if we use X. 
When you structure your request in this way, using your own language and making it less formal than I've got here, the other person will at least listen because you've kicked all the boxes. We need to be convinced that this idea is a good idea, where the resources are going to come from, who's going to do it, when it can be done by. We need to have all of that framed in your request so that we can then go, "Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, give me some more information on this bit rather than no, because, yeah, you want to avoid that no. So this is why you need to have two or three or four or five different possible solutions and the different resources that you would need. Now, if this is a money thing, you've also got to do your your recce on the money side of things. And maybe you're going to source something that's cheap or free or something that can be paid in installments. I don't know what it is. I don't know. You need to now do all your work so that every box is ticked. And this is pretty much objection handling in reverse because usually... When you, in sales, you'll say, and it's going to cost you £5,000 and we need full up payment. You're much more, well, not even much more likely, you might get the objection that, well, yeah, it's too expensive. Or you might get an objection that I can't fit it in, I've got too much to do. You might get another objection, well, it's not too expensive and I can fit it in, but I don't think it will work for me. So you need to know what the possible objections are to whenever you're framing this. Now, this works when you do your work to make it work. You go up to someone and you say, in a staff room meeting or a leadership meeting, you put an idea out there and somebody says, well, I think we should do this. That language, I think we should do this, is contentious. People are going to feel, especially those ones that want to object, that you are riding roughshod over them. So you want to make sure that you don't use words like, I think we should, because should words are rule-based words. And it also makes the other person to feel that they are doing something wrong if they don't do it. So you don't want to use that. When you then frame it with, do you know what I was thinking? You know, when we've done X, Y, and Z, and it's always turned out to be a bit, rubbish or a bit blah then you get agreement and they say oh yeah yeah I remember well I was thinking about a way around it I was thinking that if we did xyz and we used abc that could solve it what do you think and they'll think uh but what about x now if they say but what about x it means that you have been listened to. And now they want to flesh it out to see if it's a yes or an outright or a flat no. So this is when you've done your homework and you found that, okay, the objections could be this, 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 or this. So, ah, yes, I was thinking about that too. And this, this resource will take care of that. And then you can elaborate a bit more if you need to. So can you see how this works? Step number one or part one is an area that I feel needs development is. A possible solution to this is, and we could do it if we use possible resource. Dead simple, gets you listened to, 
if the person starts to ask clarifying questions, you're much more likely to get a tentative yes. And if you can then answer any objections from their clarifications, well, yeah, but how would that work with whatever, whatever, whatever? And you said, yeah, I thought about that too. And if we did this, this, this and this, we could still make it work. And this is what negotiation is like. And what, because what you're looking for here is to open this person's mindset up to considering what you want. And then because you've gone through this, you've done your homework, you've done the recce, you've found some resources, you've looked at the objections, you've put all that together, you're able to answer their questions without defensiveness, by the way. And they say, yeah, okay, um, let me think about it. You now need to know whether their let me think about it is a no in disguise or it is a genuine let me think about it. Because then what you need to do next, if you get what I call stalling tactics, you then need to say, so, oh, okay, I get that you could be thinking about how that would work with that. So what else would you be thinking about? And they say, oh, right, uh, yeah, I was thinking about how it would work with this. You want to know what they are going to think about. If you really want this idea to fly, you need a definitive there and then. So, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, I was thinking about it might not work with X, Y or Z. Oh, right. Well, I've thought of that too. And let's just say you haven't and you hadn't thought of it. You said, yeah, so if I thought of how that would work with that, would this be a yes to going ahead? And they may go, mm, possibly. And you also now need to know if they're fobbing you off or that it's genuine, but only you would know that from previous experience of being with this person. What has all this got to do with mind control? Yeah, what has all this got to do with that? This is you being flexible, not taking no for an answer, having a focused in determination to get a particular outcome. And you can only do that if you don't have the stories going around in your head that are negative. Because you could come at this, I could give you this, but your mindset could be saying, no, I'm not going to go with it. I knew that was a stupid thing to say. Oh, they're going to think it's rubbish. Oh, maybe you should ask later. All of that will stop you going for what you want. And this is what a mind control life is about. Now, I've used this in a work situation for you because most of us can identify with that. You can use this in any situation, but work where you need somebody to sign off on something or to give a green light to something, this is really useful. When you can stop your mindset from making you hesitate, making you think that they're not going to say yes anyway, so what's the point? And you have that sort of aura about you, please say yes to me and you're begging as opposed to, I've thought of something, this is really going to help the team. Yeah, this is really going to help us be more effective, efficient or make things easier. Because I've noticed this. And then I thought, if we did this and this with it, and we use this resource, it it could work. And I think it'd be a good idea. It would be good if we could give it a trial, maybe. You're going to be much more convincing. And who doesn't want that? Yeah? So as long as you can get your mindset out of the way, that tells you that you can't do it, shouldn't do it, they're not going to listen, it's too long, it's this, that, da, 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 da then you are in the realm of having your mindset work for you and not against you so that you can use this to get what you want. Yeah? Good. Hope that's been useful. And remember, you can live a mind-controlled life, not because I say so, but because you can learn all the skills to do that. 
I'm here to help you to do so. And I'll speak to you soon.